Welcome to Season 5 of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we talk with enterprise and technology platform leaders about the people, processes, and platforms that make marketing and customer experience successful, scalable, and sustainable. This is what creates an Agile brand. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom, advisor and consultant for Fortune 1000 marketing and CX leaders and teams as principal and chief strategist at GK5A and best-selling author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and Agile certified coach. The Agile Brand Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to teksystems.com. To sign up for the Agile Brand newsletter and get the latest insights and articles on marketing technology and CX, or to purchase a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, go to gregkillstrom.com. You can also find all my books on Amazon and other retailers. And now on to the show. Today, we're going to talk about a topic we don't talk about much on this show, and that's nonprofits, and more specifically, since it's December, end-of-year giving. If you're like me, you're probably currently being inundated with calls to donate from nonprofits on TV, email, social media, and any other channel you interact with. Just like other much larger brands, nonprofits struggle with acquisition and retention issues, and today we're going to talk about how customer or donor retention is both a challenge and an opportunity. And even those in the for-profit space are going to get some insights from this discussion. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Anne Fellman, CMO at Bloomerang. Anne, welcome to the show. Hi, Greg. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm thrilled to be, be with you today to discuss you know, discuss this topic. Let's let's dive into how nonprofits can make the most of their performance during the giving season and into the new year. Absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, why don't we get started, though, with you giving a little background on yourself and um, what you're doing at, at Bloomerang. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, for a little bit of background on myself, uh, it's, I'll call it almost 30 years in the B2B tech marketing space was a little stint in nonprofit uh, in my formative marketing years. And so really like at Bloomerang, my specialty Bloomerang is a high growth SaaS company where we have the privilege to partner with more than 15,000 nonprofits and they're small and mid-sized nonprofits and we support them through our CRM software. So think about, you know, in the for-profit world, their CRM in the nonprofit world, we, we use the term CRM or we re- refer to it lovingly as donor management or donor relationship management. So at Bloomerang, we help nonprofits manage the relationships with their donors, their volunteers, and help them do all sorts of fundraising. And so it's been a really fun ride. I've been with Bloomerang for about two years now and just helping the, the company grow and then more importantly, helping uh, so many nonprofits maximize their impact. That's great. That's great. Um, so yeah, let's let's get started by talking about a challenge that you know whether you're a nonprofit or a B two C or B two B brand is a continual one, and that's retention. So what's uh, unique about donor retention, and uh, why do many nonprofits struggle with this? Yeah, well, in the for profit world, we definitely you know think about retention and retaining customers. Uh, in the nonprofit world, donor retention. It's tough and it's, it's, um, I'm going to give you a little stat here. So look at the data first. The first time donor retention rate for a nonprofit is 19%. So could you imagine churning 80% of your customers every year? Wow. Um, That's the challenge, right? That's the challenge in front of nonprofits is the first time donor retention rate. 
is so low. And there's a lot that plays into that. We, we, I can, you know, talk through that with you, but just, yeah. I want to share two more stats with you to think about it because there's an important story here. So if it's 19% is the first time donor retention rate, but once you get to a repeat donor, you jump all the way up to 58%. That can be a meaningful change for a nonprofit. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, Greg, let's talk about the struggles that go into that. Why is that? Every nonprofit organization that you might have the opportunity to talk to or work with or volunteer with or, or de- donate to that, like they're all different and they're caught, co- you know, much depends on their cause type and, 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 you know, what kind of service that they're providing into the community. But foundationally, when we look at it, the basics are getting missed. The thank you note, the follow-up and storytelling. Those, those basics, a lot of times get missed. So donors never get the thank you. They don't know how their money was used. They don't have a memory of donating and poor communications. And so that's a, there's some foundational misses on on the basics that most often plays a big role in that low donor retention rate. Yeah. Yeah. And so is that, um, I I would imagine, you know, particularly with the smaller organizations, some of that may just be a part of a, a bandwidth issue and and some of it you know the, you you mentioned some of the traditional methods being used to you know to try to, to increase the retention i'm sure some are are following up and and doing some of that but you know are, are new methods and tools needed here to to do a better job yeah you're right well first you hit on it first and foremost there are so many nonprofits, and there's it's been in the news cycle very recently is that nonprofits profits are their staffing they're stretched really thin their staff yeah. doesn't have the time or the technology to really maximize like where should we put our effort right so there's staffing issues there's what we call fundraiser pessimism and and just not you know being shy to make the ask um, because yeah. they're they're you know they're assuming the donor doesn't want to give they also assume that the donor is fatigued and so those are those are some of the things that nonprofits kind of deal with within their organization, but there are new tools and new techniques or good tools and techniques to use that can help them remember. So yeah. in some software, you'll get a first time call list, right? And so uh, there's there's little things that can help them get time back in their day so they don't have to remember all the kind of repetitive tasks of following up, making that phone call, who should I be calling today? Sending the you know automated thank you emails is a great place to start, but there is some one-on-one connection too that they you have to free up time and put a little muscle into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would imagine whether or not all the nonprofits know that that you know nineteen percent statistic, they're probably feeling it in to some degree or another. And so you talked a little bit about this, but you know what what's changing that's making retention more difficult and are nonprofits keeping up or, you know, how, how are they adjusting when, when they're able to? Yeah. Yeah. So the, here's the thing. It's kind of like a blessing and a curse or two sides of the coin of what's changing to make retention more difficult. The awesome part is like, it's, I don't know about you, but it's way easier to donate than it say it was 15 years ago. Right. Online there's social media platforms, you know, there's caught, yeah, I'm sure we've all seen the challenges that go viral, right? So it's really easy to donate, but then the challenges in that digital donation space or that social where your friend is doing a fundraiser for their birthday 
or whatever it might be, you might have forgot. So there's a we lose a connection or a memory when the donation becomes a transaction. Mm, yeah. And that's that's like it's awesome because there's so many ways to donate. But the challenge for nonprofits then is how do I shift? How do I make sure that that doesn't just turn into a transaction, but it actually becomes a compelling event where I do remember the donation and I come back again. Yeah. So that's, that's some of the things that we got to be as, you know, for nonprofits, they need to be thinking about with what makes retention more difficult, easy to raise funds, more difficult to make that connection. So how do we shift or how do they adjust? Obviously continuing to evolve on payment options are some really cool things that nonprofits can be exploring. One would be, you know, take that first time donation or that one donation and go out and make the ask for a monthly or recurring donation. Um, so make that connection where they are yeah. and make the ask. That's one of the biggest things in terms of shifting. And then second is getting good at storytelling, right? And yeah. turning something that feels like a transaction into an emotional human to human connection story. Before we continue, I'd like to introduce you to a sponsor of the show, Partner Hero. Customer service outsourcing has long been available mainly to large enterprise businesses with long-term contracts and onerous procurement processes. Partner Hero is challenging business as usual and bringing the benefits of outsourcing to small and medium businesses as well as startups. With short, flexible contracts and fast ramp-up times, Partner Hero is making customer support outsourcing a viable option for small and medium businesses and startups. It's perfect for companies with seasonality expecting a temporary spike in volume or that simply need to scale up. And their focus on quality means your customers will get an experience that feels like it comes from your team. If you're ready to bring in outside customer support help for your company that feels like it's part of your existing team, check out Partner Hero. Head on over to partnerhero.com agile, that's partnerhero.com A-G-I-L-E, to book a free consultation with their solutions team. Mention you heard about Partner Hero from the Agile brand and the way of the setup fee. Now let's get back to the show. And so your, your platform, Bloomerang, um, I would imagine maybe it, it helps in, in some of those areas, but you know, wanted, wanted to ask you a little bit about that. You know, what, what does make it unique in this space and, and how does it help in some of these areas? Yeah. Well, one of the things on easier to donate, um, we're one of the first to market. We just recently launched tap to pay. So it might seem kind of mundane, but let me tell you a story. I I don't know about you, but when you, especially this time of year, when you're walking into the grocery store, there might be a kettle or an ice cream bucket or something, (laughs) right? Asking for a donation. And then how many of you are still, I don't carry cash in my wallet anymore. So I really, yeah. you know, I may find a quarter in my pocket, but the, the times when we're compelled, we're not able to. And so what's really exciting about something like tap to pay, I can use my watch or my phone, which I have on me all the time. And I can simply tap to the mobile, the, the mobile device that the fundraiser might be ha- that might have in their hand right there at, at the, you know, at the door of the grocery store um, or the fun mm-hmm. run that you just complete. And being able to just, you know, fit, cross the finish line and tap your watch because you've got your watch on, you can make a donation. And that's really exciting. So it's at Bloomerang, what makes us unique is making it easier for the all the, the ways in which you can collect a donation. But on the flip side, the trick here is back to that donor and back to the communications. And that's something that 
we've done really well for a long time, which is the donor retention piece, the donor engagement piece of um, getting the thank yous out, but then also getting to know donors, surveying them, understanding, you know, making it just really easy for you to understand who that donor is, why they donated, what they care about, and then say, you know, what we talk about in the B2B world of personalization and segmentation, right? And being able to really personalize your content, your communication, and the stories that you're telling to your donors. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I think the the tap to pay example is really interesting because it's, you know, in the the physical world. And yeah, to your point, I haven't carried cash um, for a a very long time unless I like planned ahead for some specific reason or or something like that. And so, you know, technologies like that kind of help in this, you know, we're, we're in an omni channel world, right? And so, you know, that's, that's, that's in the, in IRL in in real life, but also, you know, there's a lot of channel switching going on, even on digital channels. And, you know, so how has this increase, you know, does it make it easier on nonprofits? Does it, does it challenge them more? You know, how does, how does that impact, um, you know, their ability to, to retain and and acquire new donors? Well, I would say positively in the first place of making with the, you know, just the, digitization of everything it's obviously more more accessible for so many more and you can you can approach ways to connect through various channels in a very cost effective manner right we can get really pers- uh, segmented and hyper targeted so in that way i think it's really exciting for a nonprofit that it's more accessible for them but i think it comes back to in this increasing channel switching and multi-channel or omni-channel world, like what you said is the key here is to stand out and how good are you at telling a story that connects and then on those various platforms. And I think sometimes nonprofits sit back and wait on some of the more innovative platforms where there's a real opportunity to lean in eyes wide open, but Again, understand the platform and what how is it best to tell a story on that particular platform. And so that's going to be the key piece is understanding that platform and the best way to tell a story. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, it's 2023 and it's it's the year that I think we've talked about AI to some degree on every single interview I've done this year. And certainly, you know, it's there's a lot of hype about it. I, I think actually some of it is justified. Some of it is, is, you know, hype as, as it were, but, you know, we've, we've been talking a lot about it and, and particularly, you know, AI and, and the enterprise, but I'm curious what you're seeing in the world of nonprofits, which, you know, in some cases, you know, there's a lot of similarities to the way a nonprofit is run to maybe a smaller, medium sized business. One of the reasons why I think AI is particularly impactful is that it, can be applied by any size organization, really. So, you know, just curious, you know, what, what's the current impact that you're seeing that artificial intelligence is having on nonprofits? Well, I, I you, Greg, you hit it on the head, which is it's very similar in the for-profit business world and nonprofit. And I think that it can be really powerful, especially we were talking earlier about nonprofits really feeling the constraints and strain of reduced staff. They have you know, 50% or more have open positions and have had open positions for a year or more. They're really feeling the pain there. So what's exciting is about AI and especially generative AI, just to help them create that content, create that personalization, 
and utilize AI to their benefit because they are so resource constrained on this on the staffing side. So again, that assistant that you didn't you, you you know that extra help that you don't have today, I think AI brings that to the table and help them be able to tackle a bit more um, than what they're what they're able to do today. Now that being said, there certainly is like a number of considerations as with any organization should be thinking about when it comes to AI, right? And so it's best to kind of bite off one or two small pilots or tests of something that you find is monotonous or mundane and look at ways for AI to utilize that and then do uh, scrutinize what gets spit out, right? Yeah. And so it's it's taking making sure to lean in and take steps forward, but also... Um, understand that there are some boundaries and limits that you wanna you wanna be really smart, you know, smart about. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that's where you know, again, I, I work with some very large companies, and everyone is they may be doing it a little bit differently because of the you know their focus or how many people are on the team or whatever, but everyone's kind of in that. I would call it experimental stage that that you're kind of describing here. So, you know, it's it's interesting times. Again, how it's being applied may may be a little bit different, but you know, as things mature and as usage of of AI will it seems like it's going to continue to grow and and at least in some ways, what do you think the potential is for AI to have on nonprofits, you know, in in the years ahead as they're trying to reach and grow their relationships with donors? Well, I see it's it's the accelerant to solving some of the challenges that they've been faced and strained with. So finding new new donors. Yeah. This has been tough. And so there's a big, there's a big, I'll call it generational shift happening, right? Baby boomers, they're on the older end of the spectrum. And so they're, you know, in a different phase of life. And so there are the next generations of donors are coming up and and, and finding new types of donors and looking in new corners of the world for your donors. And so this has been a real challenge and is, is keeping fundraisers at nonprofits up at night of where do where am I going to find the new donors? And so I think AI helping them sift through and identify different segments, new segments that they had never thought of before. That's kind of part one. And then part two is, again, back to telling a story that connects, being able to personalize utilize the generative AI piece on the storytelling. And that's, that's really important because in, in getting someone to donate, you have to tell a story that really resonates and connects and builds a relationship with them. And so helping them, you know, get through that, that process of creating uh, content and a message that can resonate. I think AI is going to help them accelerate that, or, you know, think about it this way, Greg, like the grant application and I'll, Maybe yeah. some people have gone through that 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 experience, but how do we how do we take a huge report and and research study? And there's a lot of academia in the nonprofit world, so it's pretty dense. It's hard to get through. So how can we take that really dense report and get it down to the two or five hundred words for a grant application? Yeah, yeah, right. And so things like that that take a lot of time. In brain power, I think we we see that you know AI can help accelerate that and help them uh, craft and create and tell a story more effectively. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's great. So yeah, I've, I've, I have, for better or worse, been a part of a grant application back in the day. So yeah, that, I, I wish we would have had generative AI to, to help with some of that stuff. So even, even RFP responses in general, just any, anything similar. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> well, Anne, thanks so much for joining the show here. Uh, one last question before we wrap up. Uh, you've given a lot of great advice, great insights already. What's one next best action that you'd recommend for those listening who want to increase their retention? You know, whether that's donors, members, customers, what, what would you recommend? Well, I would start with this and I'm going to go back to the basics which is what is your thank you and or what's just as important, your second ask strategy in the giving season, right? How are you going to you know, get to that first time donor thank you? So there's some data out there. I love this stat and it's because I want to leave you, you know, leave you with this thought. First, first time donors who get a personal thank you within 48 hours are four times more likely to give a second gift. Wow. And what we've seen even, so now make, make a phone call, make a second phone call. You can speed up. You can cut that, get to the second gift. If you are making those phone calls, you can go from 316 days to 163 days. So cut that, cut that time in half. Wow. And so the advice is again, what's your thank you and your second ask strategy this giving season and, you know, zone in on that. Uh, cause that's, you know, that's going to be a, a really powerful step for organizations to go from 19% to say 50% donor retention rate. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, great, great advice. Well, again, I'd like to thank Ann Fellman, CMO at Bloomerang for joining the show. You can learn more about Ann and Bloomerang by following the links in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkilstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M.com. To get a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, visit my website or you can find it on Amazon or other retailers. The Agile brand is produced by Missing Link a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, they craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, stay agile.